I got absolutely flamed in a forum the other day. There's been like two people who, for whatever reason, uh, since I've been a public figure in this community, like have not liked me. And I know that comes with the territory and, and, and I'm okay with that. Welcome to Think, Act, Get with James Shramko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster, and get high-performance results in your business. Hi there, listener. Welcome back to another episode of Think, Act, Get. Ezra Firestone here with my partner, as always, James Shramko. James, how are you, man? Good. How are you, Ezra? I'm good. I'm very happy to be back in the tag tank. Yes, I am too. It's been a while. <laughs> it has. And, and actually, this episode is going to be a, a great one because anytime there's been challenges recording, we are there. We, we actually recorded this episode once before and we lost the audio. We had a couple of appointments to redo it, but things didn't work out. So just so that you know, if you hear any construction, uh, dogs barking, chickens, kids shouting or whatever, I'm actually out in provincial Philippines today. So uh, we're, we're out and about. We're doing our sort of on-location recording. And you're in New York today? I'm in the tank, man. I'm in the fish tank here in Brooklyn, New York. And, you know, your sound is quite good for being you – know, your internet connection is very strong. Good. Well, I can hear a bandsaw in the background. So if not all of that's coming through, we're, we're on a winner. <laughs> you know, this topic is really heavy. And it's a very tough thing to deal with. And we all face it in one way or another. It's the expression of disapproval of someone or something based on perceived faults or mistakes. The topic, the episode topic is criticism. I'm going to say that again. It's the expression of disapproval of someone or something based on perceived faults or mistakes. And, and we're going to get into that perceived thing in a minute here. So criticism, what is it? How are you using it? And how is it affecting your business and your life? That's what we're looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get. I'm guessing from the emphasis on perceived, we're going to discover that it's not all about, uh, that we're not all on the same page at the same time, right? <laughs> That's right, man. Because, <laughs> it, you know, it, it is all about perception. And we have to remember that, that like we go around experiencing things and then making value judgments on whether they were good or bad. So everything that happens to you, you perceive with your five senses and conceptual thought, and then you make a value judgment on whether or not that thing was a good thing or a bad thing. And that value judgment will differ based on your social conditioning. So like most people in America will say that it's bad to eat dogs. But in some parts of the world's some parts of the world, that's not considered bad. So when you're facing crit- – and that, and that depends on where you were raised and the viewpoints of the people around you and your societal conditioning. And so when you're faced uh, – when, you, when, when you're facing criticism, be it from a family member or from a friend, know that it's there – it's based on their conditioning and it's not necessarily righteous, right? So I'll, I'll – um. I'll let you know some criticism that I recently faced in a minute. But the point here is to be open to the criticism, but keep in mind the source it's coming from and the social conditioning and viewpoints of that source. Yeah, and I think like, there are different types of criticism. Sometimes people ask for criticism. So, you know, you might ask someone, could you have a look over my uh, website? And they might say, oh, man, who'd you get to design that? That's shocking. <laughs> right. And you might take that a bad way, but you did invite that. You sort of opened up and let people come at you. And then there's the, 
unsolicited criticism where people just want to tell you how it is. I notice sometimes when you get an angry customer and they're criticizing a part of your offering, it's often about them. I think you're right about that. They might have had a bad day. You're just another one coming along in the path and boom, you get it. But certainly, um, for me, I guess this is a pretty tough topic. Chargy. Yeah, it's a chargy topic. I've never really been one to love criticism. (laughs) You know, I, I find it hard to embrace it. And I know that it's quite often not about me, that when people say things, they're usually expressing about themselves. I know that. But sometimes it doesn't really soften the blow that much for me. I think I'm probably quite sensitive. Well, you're, but you're also, you know, you are willing to, like, you'll ask me, hey, man, what do you think about this thing? And, like, you'll, you'll ask me to give you my opinion on whatever it is you've got going on because you trust my opinion and we have a relationship and you've out. Like, you're willing to take criticism and feedback from people whom you respect, but you probably don't, at least I've noticed, don't respond to it so well from folks who it's unsolicited and who, you know, who you don't necessarily respect in any given area. Well, it's, and, you know, it's not even, um, it's not necessarily even that I respect a person. It might, might be that I just am quite clear on someone's mental model of the world. So I know, for example, I've got this one customer in my community who will not watch videos, will not listen to audios, will only read. This guy is just super text-based. And I might ask him for an opinion on something knowing his mental model. It doesn't mean that I think his model's right or that I respect his model even. <laughs> I think it's crazy. I think it's like just he's just missing out and being stubborn and rigid and, and not plastic enough to mould and adapt and be all that he could be because of his obscure preference. He's right off the edge in terms of normal or the, the mean. So do you have more information on this guy beyond just that he likes to read? Yeah. Because those are he- that's heavy-duty stuff for just someone because they like to read. So he must be behaving oddly in other areas for you. All the time. Yeah. Yeah, like he's constantly criticizing all the time. And, you know, I've even met him face-to-face. So, like, I've got deeper context. So my main point here is I don't respect him, but I understand his mental framework. And I respect that his opinion can help me shape my products and offerings if I want to for people like him. And it's one of the reasons why I always put transcriptions on my website. (laughs) Not this one, mind you, but because for this one, I think I can't serve everyone all the time. And, And really just for the one oddball, I'm not going to have someone transcribe every one of these episodes because we tend to talk a lot. Like you talk about a thousand times a minute, right? And um, that's an observation. That's that's a factual observation. And I, I don't want to put our editors under that kind of load. But for my business, my core business content, I do it because those people, the ones who will only read, um, require that for me to do business with them. And so I take their inputs. And if they criticize something for, you know, is 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 this downloadable or is there a transcription? You know, I cater for those people because I want that business, but I don't respect their demands. Like I'm flexible. If something's only audio or only text or only video, 
I'll just deal with that. I'm not going to complain to someone about it. You know, one thing to think about when you're confronting criticism is whether or not you feel good about what you're doing. So like deep down inside, when you actually feel into it, do you feel good about this thing that you're being criticized on? If the answer is yes, then perhaps you should place less stock in that criticism. I got absolutely flamed in a forum the other day. There's been like two people who for whatever reason, uh, since I've been a public figure in this community, like have not liked me. And I know that comes with the t- territory and, and, and I'm okay with that. And I'll spare you the story. But basically he was unhappy with a part of my last launch and he called me like these really hurtful names. And it hurts to be attacked, you know, to have your character attacked. It's really not a cool or fun place to be. I don't care how strong or macho or anything you are. Like anytime that you are uh, being attacked, which is, you know, it can feel that way when someone's, uh, you know, giving you some really heavy criticism that's not being given to you in a nice way when they don't have the goal of being nice to you when they're like actively being mean, it doesn't feel good. And so I thought about what this guy said. I really thought about it. And I thought, you know, what kind of responsibility do I have here? There's this guy out there and he doesn't like me. And, and I've created that in as much as, you know, I, I did what it took and I had the launch and I, you know, I, I retraced the whole thing and I retraced how it came down. I retraced it all. And then I, I decided that I actually felt good about every move I made and about the product that we delivered. And there was a, there was a bug in, in the template. It took us a little bit longer to get that fixed. But like I, I looked at the customer service, I looked back at it all and I felt good about it. And so I put a little bit less stock in that criticism because I, 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 I confronted it and I felt good about it. So when you're being faced with criticism, be willing to confront that criticism, right? Don't just ignore it. Like actually be willing to look at it and then decide how you feel from there. I think you know, that probably describes my style. I tend to put a lot of power back into correcting, in my mind, that criticism. If I think it's not factual, you know, I'm, I'm working with the, the factual side of things. I really try and see everyone's point of view. Like I used to do debt collection is one of my first jobs and I had a lot of specialty in trying to put everyone on the same side of the table and work together. So I can actually, and, and also from selling, I can step out of my shoes and into the shoes of the other person and see things from their point of view. And if I still think that they're not being fair or reasonable, I will fight hard to preserve my reputation because my reputation means a lot to me. Integrity and doing what I say is what people know me for. And if someone Yeah, you, you went to battle in a forum the other day just like on some on some ad practices. You were just like, I don't do business like that. I think it's a bad idea because someone was promoting some ad practices or some kind of a business model. Yeah, I think and, that's um, my save the world mode. You know, like if, if someone's spouting crap and it's harmful to others, then certainly I will offer my critique of that business model, especially if they ask or if people, uh, if there's lambs being led to the slaughter, I'll quite often step in and say, well, hang on a minute. Oh, you know, like I'll point out that most people are playing too short a game. They should look at a much longer time frame when they're talking about their online business. Most people have got a time frame of, this afternoon, and I want to make a lot of money with my spammy offer, uh, a lot of people should be thinking about where do I really want to be in, in three years from now or five years from now? Would I like to be highly respected and have a profitable automated membership recurring income coming in? Because if they did, they wouldn't do the stupid stuff that they do. It's stupid to me because I know stuff they don't know um, and I've had a lot more experience than they have. So, I again I see this as just factual 
criticism. I'm just saying, well, I want to reframe everyone's mental model about this. I want to give them information or inputs they can't see or don't know about so that um, their perception changes. I, I do, I'm, I'm really an agent of change. That's the one thing I have mastered well is the ability to change. And I'd like to think that I change a lot of people with my thoughts. And in many cases, but not always, people are actually paying me to critique what they're doing. Uh, you know, they lay it all out and they say, what, what do you think? And I say, well, you know, this is, this is definitely uh, a mistake here. This is what you should change there. I can see why you're doing this, but let me give you more information. And now I want you to um, think about what is the best thing to do in the new situation. And quite often they will change. So I guess I'm helping people change. And criticism is one of those tools, which I guess it's closely paired to feedback. But if I see someone making a dreadful mistake, I'll call it. And I have had people on my podcast. Well, you, I was going to say, you yeah. flamed someone on our last episode. I, I do, I do that. And, and how do you, you know, how do you, ch- I'd have to put my hand up and say, well, I'm, I'm not actually perfect either. Sometimes I really am just talking about me and I'm reflecting on the, you know, the, the sliding doors. Someone takes one path, I take another. It's only natural and human to, um, in most cases, if you've done what you think is the best thing to do with all the information available to you, then that then you guess we feel compelled to defend our position and enlighten other people as to how they've gone so far off track. <laughs> so that's probably a bad character attribute. However, it, it's something I've found that I can get paid for and that I'm really good at. Uh, so I, I guess it's kind of like the double-edged sword a bit. You know, if you know how to use the sharp sword and it can win battles, you might also cut yourself on it occasionally. You know, people also love criticism. They love gossip. They love to hear what other people thought of things. Oh, I mean, it's... Don't they? <laughs> there's, a whole, there's a whole thread about this. Which we promised we wouldn't mention. In my community, in Superfast Business. But now we're mentioning it. Oh, did we promise we wouldn't mention it? Well, I think we said we wouldn't mention it. But then I think you came in and said, you know what, we're going to mention it or something like that. No, I think what I think that the, the person who runs the thread was just concerned that, that we were criticizing him. And that's certainly not the case. Well, we were actually saying, I was saying that it's brilliant yeah. and that it's and, like funny and that like people love it and how cool that this thread that's based on some form of criticism is like the hottest thread out there and that people are fascinated with really what it is it's it's just a very smart guy who subscribes to a lot of lists who has great critique on what's happening in the marketplace and people are glued to it and and the big one lately you know everyone's inboxes except for mine evidently got bombarded with this new Amazon affiliate offer and he was sort of giving us a, an account of it the last time around. Well, there was your one, of course, <laughs> got mentioned. I'll get some heat again, bro. I think I'm going to get f- – I got a new well, – I don't, I don't know if you will because what uh, – the, you know, the outcome of this and we, we, we posted commentary about it. We even post-mortem analyzed the launch, the, uh, the affiliate promotions, the, um, the sales volume and stuff and what we came down to was, you know what? There's some people out there doing a pretty damn good job of their product launches. There's some affiliates who do amazing work to muster up sales and attention for other people's products. And even though it mightn't be for everyone, the outcome was that the the most recent launch was actually probably a pretty fair offering 
And then there's the sub offerings, the people parasiting off the launch, which is again another valid strategy and a, and a very good friend and, and student of mine put out a competing course and cleaned up as was smart to do. And uh, I did try and tip you into that. <laughs> but well, I'm still talking. I, I'm still talking to those guys. Yeah. Well, I did okay from it, and and I'm not really. I'm not even the slightest bit in that market, and neither is my friend, uh, which is interesting. But if you find people who are good at it and they come out with a very clever strategy, it's good to get on. But anyway, the point is that the thread, even though it is a, it's a critical thread, it is the most popular thread and it serves the community because by having that discussion and by making people aware, I think, A, it saved people from very douchey, terrible, bad products. B, it's given people a platform to be comfortable. Actually expressing what they feel. Right, saying what they're thinking, because you know a lot of the time they're sitting back thinking, "Oh, I, I don't know about this. I'm not sure. Can I trust this guy?" And then someone will come and say, "No, this guy is an absolute utter scum, scam artist. <laughs> He's like seven places where where there's been very negative uh, results. Uh, you know, he took everyone's money and ran the last time. You know, it's it's just it's a fascinating observation. But I think there's a, a valid place for criticism, and I've certainly found the valid place for it as as a um, and someone who, who is quite often asked to critique business models and strategies, that's probably my strong point. Um, my weak point is that I will enter into a stoush with a complete stranger if I'm passionate about helping educate people around the discussion as to a better alternative point of view. And, and it's just probably a, a desire to help others. And occasionally it might be my need to to feel clever or something. So, you know, that's that's probably my weakness. I don't know. How do you feel on that one? On your on your perspective. Yeah, man. I think we all go around making judgments about other people and 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 the way that they do things. I think we can't get we can't avoid making these value judgments and the thing about making value judgments about people is like you've got to take into account your own prejudices, right? We are all prejudiced to some degree. Prejudice is not a bad word. It doesn't mean that you're racist or anything like that. But like when you see, let's, when you see a black guy walking down the street wearing a certain set of clothes and when you see a white guy walking down the street wearing a certain set of clothes and when you see a um, you know, Latino person or a, an Asian person, like you judge people based on their race, based on their gender, based on how they dress. Like this is just a description of how we operate as human beings. We make judgments on on people based on their appearance and we criticize people based on their actions and stuff like that. So, um, and it, and it can be so far off, you know, I, the other day I bumped into a friend who was wearing a pair of air Jordans and I've only sort of become aware that these are amazing because Joel, my co-host on kicking back is an air Jordan fanatic and his flatmate has like boxes of unworn air Jordans everywhere. And, I was like, wow, that's really cool, man, Air Jordan. He goes, yeah, they're Air Jordan 8s or something. And I found out later that he'd borrowed these shoes from his friend because he doesn't even have a pair of shoes to play basketball in. So, you know, someone looking at him might think, wow, he's absolutely loaded, especially in the Philippines because, you know, there's a lot of, guy, a lot of guys cruising around in flip-flops at best mm. uh, and very worn ones like <laughs> – I saw some guy's foot, his, like toes looked like he was one of those monsters in a Marvel movie because they're just, you know, just out working in the fields and stuff and they're not, they're not, they don't have little soft hands and nails like you, Ezra. They're not down getting 
pedicures or whatever you get. Excuse me, dude. I I, I got uh, well. I guess you know. Come on, have you, you have seen, lovely, have, lovely. I've nails never had a, I had a pedicure once actually. Have you seen Gone with the Wind? You know, everyone talks about it. I'm not sure if I've ever sat through it. All right. Well, there's a, there's a scene in Gone with the Wind where this gal's trying to like pass it off, like she's all good and everything's cool and stuff. And then the guy knows that she's lying because her hands are rough, oh. which means she's been doing field work. Yeah, so, so he checked her hands. So anyway, I've seen a lot of guys don't actually have shoes here. So yeah, some some would think this guy's loaded, but he- which is pretty heavy duty, by the way, to con- to confront the fact that you're you know the society that you're living in right now, um, or at least that you're visiting is you know the the, the median sort of the the average person is struggling for a pair of shoes. That's heavy duty. Man, I, I can tell you for straight up, you would not survive where I'm at. Where I'm at. You just wouldn't survive. <laughs> I've seen you out of your natural habitat. And this place, this is, this is you know, there's no, there's no, you can't drink from the tap sort of stuff. I, I, I think I'd, I'd do better than you give me credit for. Uh, I do think it'd be tough. So, you know, one thing about criticism is the last thing that I want to bring this back to do you feel good about it, which is... If if I were to say, hey, James, you are a broccoli, that's not going to have any effect on you, right? Criticism only works. Well, come on. I'd say, come on, man. It's being a bit harsh yeah. on me. Yeah. Broccoli. It, is that the it, best? Is that the well, best? Friendship? It only works if you, I would actually say, man, thank you for the compliment because they're they good are, for they've you. They've got, got nice got the little, nice uh, jeans. I would, I, would, I would assume it's a metaphor for something amazing because my belief system would allow me that courtesy. Well, my point is that it only works if you believe it. It only lands if you believe it. If someone's like, hey, Ezra, you know, you, you, your face is all broken out and, you know, you, well, I don't know. I used to have acne, right? So I was very self-conscious about that. And so if someone would say that to me, I would – they were giving me reality on a viewpoint that I already held. Criticism doesn't work unless somewhere – you are in agreement with what they're saying just on some level. So that, you know, that's something to remember that like if something hits you hard, it's because somewhere like, you know, you, you've got to look at that and decide whether or not you actually think that's the case or why did it hit you so hard, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, I think there must be something to do with authority here as well. If someone has you up on a pedestal, if you're in a position of power and you criticize something, like if, if Obama criticizes something, everyone pays attention to it. Because maybe they're just they're attaching some belief to what he says because they know who he is. Mm. So if the person who's criticizing you has authority over you in some field, it, it, it's it's more intense because you you hold them in a position of power. Perhaps if you're coach, if you're an athlete, or if you're teacher. Yeah, I'm saying if he got up on if he got up on a on, at a, in a, a summit or something and said, as Americans, you're you know. We're turning into broccolis and we can't have it. I reckon half your population would actually believe him, which is sad. But also, I think people, wow, the president says that. I, I, I might place some belief in that criticism right. you know, and take it on board, even if, they're, even if they don't think, even they're not actually a broccoli. Because there's power and authority. And I think people in positions of power or authority have to be a, a little more careful. Totally. Because, because you definitely have a bigger target on your back. Yeah, <laughs> that, you, that guy. You know, he 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 probably gets how many how many criticisms would he get per second as the president of you know just a massive target. So anything that he puts out there would have massive repercussions. Yeah, that's also true. You got to take into account who you are in any given circle, and perhaps you know you're getting criticism based just on who you are in that community. Let's move on to our weekly willpower wager. We've moved through criticism. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it in the comments here, but uh, let's move into the wager. Let's roll Carol. Did Carol win? 
Yeah, well, well, I think you conceded. She was wondering why you didn't put yourself in the ring, but you, I think you know she. I threw in the towel like yeah. months ago. Are we, is, is this is this criticism or just we're just re- just referring to what happened? This is where it's a bit. Blurry. I think this is just good old fashioned honest feedback that Carol put me to shame, dude. Carol. Well, Carol put a lot of passion into it, and she was great. I think people also really liked our latest contribution, but the sound was heavily distorted. Yeah, maybe that dude could record it again with a better mic. Yeah, to go and grab a good, just stand one foot away from the microphone and um, have another crack at it. For now, Carol is still Carol's uh, the best role. Well, she's 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 we're rolling her. Let's roll Carol. Weekly willpower wager. All right, so that's Carol for the weekly willpower wager. What we want you to do this week is look at areas in your life. Look at one area in your life where you're receiving criticism and who you're receiving that criticism from. And then look at whether or not you feel good about it, right? So like do you buy into this criticism that they're trying to sell you? Do you agree with them that you could be doing better or changing in a certain area? It could, it could Quite often it'll be your partner, won't it? Yeah, that's a good one. Because you have so much interaction, so much contact that you, they're, they're more than likely to find all your weak spots. <laughs> or, you know, they're more than likely to have insight into a certain area of your life because you share that area of your life with them. So check that out. Let us know. We're curious about it. I got some feedback recently, uh, some some criticism. I wasn't keeping up on my my housework, my, my um doing the dishes, you know, and Carrie was not happy about that. And she was right. You know, it's my job to do the dishes. I've signed up for this. I'm happy to do it. Um, I didn't know you I just, possessed this skill, Ezra. Yeah, dude, I do the dishes. I take out the trash. I do the cleaning, man. That's what I do. Hey, I, that didn't happen when you were visiting my place. Uh, but, I, well, when I'm at my house, right? If I go to your house, if you come to my house, I'm going to clean the dishes. And I'm going to wash, you know, I'm going to do all the cleanup. But if I'm coming to your house, then, you know, hey. <laughs> All right, let's move to news and updates. Smart Marketer Live, September 26th and 27th. This is my first ever live event. Um, I'm having James's WordPress team code up my sales page that I just designed that I'm quite happy with. It's a beautiful sales page. You should check it out uh, at smartmarketer.com forward slash live. It's not going to be up probably for a week or two. Um, that's going to be in Austin, Texas, I believe. It was going to be in San Diego, California. I believe I'm moving it to Austin, which will change your flights if you book. Clay Collins is confirmed. When's the Grand Prix? Uh, is it around that time? Grand Prix? I don't know. Formula One. F1? Yeah, I think they have it. Is that in Austin? Sometimes. Oh, cool. Next piece of news is that James has a new podcast that is uh, consistent, unlike this one. He does that one quite often. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, My my co-host on the other podcast is currently my most enthusiastic co-host. I've got four. I know. I've been put to shame over the last couple months. You were that man, Ezra. I've been slipping. You slipped a little little bit. But Joel, Joel... Is an absolute maniac for content. I've, I, this guy is a comedian. He's not like us. Not an internet marketer. Not a business person. He's a comedian, and I gave him my smart lav mic and said, "Make videos." He's he's loading up like six a week. He puts us to shame. Wow! And he he's like, "Let's podcast. Let's podcast." He's been doing them while I've been away. We've we've and he goes and gets like a listed comedians to come on the, the show. So so cool. We we need to step it up with this episode's at least weekly. Someone yeah, said, "Hey, we, dude, has tag gone monthly?" It's now? gone monthly. I know. 
we got to get back on it, particularly because we still get a good, you know, several thousand downloads an episode. We're not marketing the thing, so and we, you know, we had a little setback with this this having recorded this episode before and losing it, and that was devastating. I'm happy we didn't put that one out because I was a little freaked. I I was pretty heavy duty on the topic of criticism in that episode because it was like the day that I had been really heavily criticized, and so I was a bit emotional. Yeah, so maybe it was it was just it was just the right thing that it happened, and then and here we are. So we're back on. And I think we're going to book a recurring schedule yeah. to, to serve our audience better. So that's kickingback.com, James's new podcast. Uh, also wanted to say Silver Circle is filling up. Blue Ribbon is full. So like basically we're doing really well. <laughs> we're badass. <laughs> we're getting mentions on Facebook. Well, we've got the constant stream. And, and the Silver Circle has been a f- pretty big focus for me. My memberships is where most of my – uh, attention goes these days. So, and with four years in, I've got a few systems and frameworks that are working well. So it's working out pretty good. I'm pleased that both our that both both of us are offering a way that people can get more help directly with us because I think that that that's um, important for some people who are at that phase. We can be their critical fulcrum between normal and freakish results. So, I mean. Look Look at your business, Ezra. It's just flying. And with your live event, I think that's wonderful. It's very similar by the look of it to a super fast business live event, but on a different schedule, like the other part of the year. Well, it's modeled modeled after super fast business live, dude. Yeah, and, it's, and it should be a fantastic event. Um, November was the Formula One. Uh, okay. Austin, so so um, right. super fast business sure. live, which uh, – we just had in March, which was awesome, is happening again, March 5th and 6th in Sydney, Australia, Manly Beach. If you haven't been, you got to go. Yeah, and if, if you want to see what it's all about, um, I just put up a recording from that event on superfastbusiness.com of Taki Moore's presentation, and it's pretty amazing. I think if you see that, you'll, you'll want to come to one of these live events, Ezra's event or my event. You'll see that level of content. Uh, without all the dirty, pitchy, crappy stuff that seems to schlock up the industry, we don't do that. We we do content-based um, quality events. We might sell something, but it's not going to be a, a douchey sort of event. It's going to be a cool event. Yeah. So let's move into our listener feedback portion of the show. We really enjoy when you leave feedback. It's why we do this show. We do it because we want to engage with you and talk with you and hear what you have to say on these different topics. Yeah, and you see, because we ask for it too, right? And when people tell us stuff like, hey guys, you know, it's now monthly, that, that's, that's fair because we, you know, it's, we, we can acknowledge that that, that has happened um, and we can rectify it. So that's how you get improvements through analysis and uh, deconstructing the information and then reconstructing it in a better way. Absolutely. So uh, we've got, got some speak pipes. So we're going to play those. Uh, we're going to roll just to the um, text. Right. Should we save them for next week? Yeah, okay. So Dave on the episode of Less, he says, another good one in the books, bomb and ding dong. He's referring to me who he calls the e-com bomb, and he's referring to James who he calls Shramalama ding dong. He says it's refreshing. I'd rather be bomb than ding dong, wouldn't, wouldn't you? No, you're ding dong in this case, bro. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. You're the ding dong here. 
<laughs> it's refreshing to get affirmation that less is the new more. Concentrating on what's in front of you instead of diluting your attention by feeble attempts of multitasking is such great advice and easy to implement. It's hard to believe that you can do less and get more, but when you break it down and put it in context, you do. It's one of those light bulb moments. Oh, thanks for playing my speak pipe. Although I like to jest, my message was heartfelt. Plus one for Carol's weekly willpower wager. Also, one tab. That's like having a fridge full of my favorite adult beverage and telling me I can only have one. I'd rather eat a tequila worm, film it for my community to see, and make faces like a cat did business in their mouth. You did do that, didn't you? Wait, Ezra already did that. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I made faces like a cat did business in my mouth. Everyone I, everyone I speak to, even like Walter, he said, I saw that video. I'm like, where did you see that video? It's somewhere online. Here's, here's Ezra bit the worm. He bit the worm. Everyone says he bit it. And, uh, uh, you know, you, you can just swallow it. You know? Well, I didn't know that, bro. Well, I didn't know that at the time. Maybe at <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right. Next, we've got Carol. I really needed this episode implemented. You did. But one tab up all day. I don't know. Well, may, may take you up on it. I'll, I'll go further than that, Carol. Try not working for one full day. Like, computer off the night before. Don't turn it on till the day after the next day because that's what I started doing in December for Sunday. Then I extended it to Saturday and it's changed my life for, for sure. So, you know, it takes a bit of willpower, but you are the willpower expert. I vote for Ezra for the weekly willpower wager. I noticed his clip wasn't in the running. Why not? It, it just wasn't good enough, Carol, frankly. Yours, was, yours, yours took it to another level. <laughs> It, did it became not good enough at the point where Carol's oh, clip man. was submitted because that changed the game. It it raised the bar and made everything else um, less impressive by contrast. And you know what? That's that's probably that's where someone like you, Ezra, might come out and criticize Carol because you've been superseded. You know, it might be like a dagger in your heart, and you might have to defend yourself and say, "Well, you know." Carol's is good except for blah, 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 and you might criticize some aspect of hers. All right. Jeff, on the ethics episode, Jeff says, I think that dropping filters for a day will be an interesting exercise for me because I probably filter too much of what I'm thinking sometimes to keep the peace. If I don't comment in the next episode, then I've probably gone too far on the other side. We'll steer clear of the pubs for a day. What is um, Jeff talking about? Basically, I think he's saying dropping filters. Yeah, just because he's got a lot of – yeah, he's got filters up, and he's just going to basically he's dropping just his gonna filters to, um, yeah. to let him down. A I bit think maybe it was a weekly willpower happens. wager or something. I don't know, but it means something to him, mm. which is really important. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> what do we do? Is one on community, <laughs> which is all that matters. Is if it's the same Jeff and other. Yeah, oh, Jeff commented on like six episodes, so I just put three of them in here. Well, we could have picked one that made sense to us. Um, That's true. It, Why don't you try the community yeah, one? Yeah, another great episode, guys. We'll be sharing an inspiring quote with my community each day this week. I've just realized that I should have saved my $5 for the topless show by James. Well, this doesn't make sense either. I guess you know where my vote sits. No, no, no. You know it does because he's talking about voting for your T-shirt. He's way back on episode six, man. Okay. He's talking about when you did the T-shirt, should you wear a shirt or not? Should you wear a nice shirt? Should you go bareless? Right. Oh, yeah. See, we've... It's good. It's good to see someone ripping through the episodes. Have you noticed that quite often we'll get someone saying, oh, I'm just going through this one and that they'll, they'll comment on it and you can see them working their way through. Yeah, that's cool. 
I, th- I, I like this one on money, that the biggest takeaway was the ratchet method as a way to take action and be constantly moving forward and getting, instead of getting all your ducks lined up in a row, yeah, just basically take small actions and move forward one by one was the technique. And that does it for our comments this week. Let's move into our Think About It section. James, are you keeping your quote today? <laughs> because if you remember, I did nice. a ditzy doodle dandy on you last Score, time. Dude. <laughs> I, well, I you, oh, you stole mine. Steal it. It was, bro. You know, it was just, no, what I did was I just rearranged just conveniently the, the, replaced the things it. on the, the page a little bit. Just, just to, so that this one fell under my name. That's all. So, stealing is kind of a harsh way to look at it, but it, I liked I liked the quote that you had originally allocated for yourself uh, because I actually clung to this one through my formative entrepreneurial years, especially when you release products which you've encountered. It's by Albert Hubbard: to avoid criticism, do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. In other words, if you don't want anyone to say anything bad about you just melt into the shadows there's plenty of people who melt into the shadows but never really achieve anything great and they probably get to their deathbed wondering if they f***ed it all up and like just because they never had a go at anything and it's too late once once you're dying that's it so i think you're better off to have a go and you're going to get some criticism people won't like you all the time because you're going to ruffle some feathers or take someone's position when they they could have had it. Or it's like even that, that ice skater who took out her competitor because she was upset that she wasn't winning. Like, you know, people react badly sometimes if you're good. And I would have hated to be a formula one driver at the same time as Michael Schumacher when he was just on a rampage, you know, winning all those things or imagine being a world-class surfer during Kelly Slater's eight world titles or whatever. It just would have been tough to be number two. Yeah, that's got to be rough, dude. So I, I, I've, I'm happy with my quote, which is, the trouble with most of us is that we would rather be ruined by praise than saved by criticism. That's by Norman Vincent Peale. And what it means is like, People are all too happy to receive like positive reinforcement and people telling them they're doing good, but they can't handle uh, any kind of negative, not even negative, any kind of like feedback that would have it, that would, um, you know, open potential for another way of doing things because they think it means that the way that they've been doing it is wrong. It doesn't mean that you're wrong. It just means that there potentially is an, a better way to go about things instead of, you know, Instead of creating two of your whatever you're creating in an hour, there's probably a different system you could use to create four or whatever it happens to be, whatever kind of feedback you're getting. The point is that like there's room for improvement with whatever you're doing, and if you're open to hearing what other people have to say about it, then um, you're going to be able to move faster. It's why we have coaches. It's why we have mentors. It's why we have other people out there to help us out with stuff. So be open to feedback. Yeah, they should ha- they should hand this thing out at those lines for the um, you've got talent shows. <laughs> where people who can't just cannot sing go for auditions and then embarrass themselves on public television. And then they cry and they're all sad and stuff. Yeah, because everyone in their family from the time they were a little baby in nappies through, through the, the broken school system, they, oh, Johnny, you're amazing. You're fantastic. You're the best. Your, your voice is lovely, but they like can't sing for shit. And then they turn up and just they, like someone should have tapped them on the shoulder and said, hey, you know what? 
maybe you take up painting or something. <laughs> like you've got to be good at something else because singing is not it. And it, it just seems that the, like the TV shows really maximize this, the, the gap between someone's awareness of reality for the majority of the population. And, uh, and it's quite cruel and harsh, I think, that, that people let someone be exposed to that level of deep and uh, public criticism uh, where they, the judge can just slash and rip into them and, and shoot them down because someone let them be in that position because they were happy to – they were taking false praise in a way. That's pretty heavy-duty stuff you just threw down, man. Don't you think? I mean, I've seen it because I've got kids. I've seen them at school. They do this. The teachers will, will – like, they're all winners. There's no loser. and Everyone in the whole group is amazing. And, like, they're not getting conditioned the same way that our generation was where they're – you know, we kind of had winners and losers and if, if you weren't good enough, you weren't good enough. Like, parents, parents would say, don't worry, you, you didn't win the dance contest because – you're, um, you know, the other guy was cheating or the other, you know, the other guy uh, had a, a nicer uniform. It's not because you, you can't dance, which is probably what it should be. It's like you didn't win the competition because your dancing is not at a level where it needs to be for you to win the competition. And in order for that to happen, you're going to need to put in some discipline and train and take instruction and learn and rehearse so that when you turn up to the next competition, you will increase your chances of winning. In the, in the reality, rather than, oh, you were amazing, they, the judge was just biased. That's what some parents do. They're just killing their kids with, with um, falsisms. So they're actually not critiquing the right part. They're, they're, um, they're just justifying a loss and making the kid feel good about it. You know, I think you've got to be, um, you've got to be willing to be straight with the people around you and, and tell them how you actually see things and not be afraid of hurting their feelings or not try to shield them from the truth. Uh, and if that truth is that they're not so great at a certain thing, then it's worth letting them know so that they can work on being better in that area if they want. And I think that it's important for those that you care about to be straight with them about how you feel. And you know what criticism does or what expressing how you actually feel about certain things to people uh, does is it creates intimacy. And you don't want that level of intimacy with everyone. You don't want to tell everyone how you actually think that they should be doing things because number one, they don't want to hear it. And number two, you know, you don't want that level of intimacy with them. So I would recommend only giving criticism to people who have specifically asked you for it uh, or you might find people becoming hostile. What if they haven't asked for it but it impacts you? Well, if they, look, if, it haven't, it hasn't, if they haven't asked for it and it impacts you and you really firmly believe that they need to know this stuff or it's going to be like – like it, it depends on how much you care, right? Like if you care, then go for it. But if you – you know, you just got to be careful with that kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, it, ultimately this episode has been – a chargy topic. I don't think criticism is easy for anyone. Uh, we've got to be careful when we're giving it. We have to be uh, mindful when we're receiving it that it might be just someone's perceived point of view and then it's up to us to decide if there's some validity to it or not. How does it fit with our mental model of the world? It, it can be tough to deal with and you're going to face it regardless. And to some extent, the more successful you are, the more impact you're making in your part of the world, 
the more criticism you're gonna get you're gonna attract more that's basically it that's what i've certainly noticed that that's what we've been talking about and i think our next episode let's choose something light and fun <laughs> yeah this is this is pretty heavy fair okay. enough okay. but i think it was important to cover you know i think it's tough and it's something that we've all got to face and like it doesn't feel good you know sometimes it, and it can feel good other times like i always feel super good after we like rip up after you rip apart one of my businesses or you know one what something like it feels good to get that criticism because it's it's um, a very specific type of criticism that I have like opted in for, you know. Yeah, and it feels good for me because I can create real value by, um, and and I actually that's the funny thing for me when I'm dishing stuff out, which I do all the time. I'm just seeing it in black and white, like just pulling apart. Or I basically will pull apart the Lego castle and then rebuild it with a much better structure. It's all just factual for me. I, I see it in black and white. I'm not. Not always thinking about the emotions attached, you know. And I've seen it before, especially working the car dealership, seeing the amount of emotion that people attach to their trade-in vehicle when it's really just metal and plastic, and it's worth X amount to the market. There's no emotional value to most of the buyers for that car, but the person selling it just can make a big deal out of it, have all these emotions, etc which they will transfer to the new car anyway. It's a classic, um, classic to see how much we bond with metal and plastic and glass and rubber and, and, and attach all these memories to this item. It's very interesting. Humans are fascinating people. Great to catch up, Ezra. Uh, let's, let's get another episode happening real soon. Absolutely. Think, act, get, mindset, behavior, results, where our focus is on improving your life and your business and sharing with you what we're up to. This has been criticism. It's a heavy topic. It's a tough thing to deal with. We all face it in one way or another. It's the expression of disapproval of someone or something based on perceived faults or mistakes. Criticism. What is it? How are you using it and how is it affecting your business and your life? That's what we've been looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get. This has been another episode of Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free.